Buy for flavor. Buy Del Monte. Del Monte, the brand you trust for flavor in so many good foods. Time now for Rocky Jordan, brought to you by Del Monte Foods, the brand preferred by more women than any other line of canned fruits and vegetables in the world. from the Mosque Sultan Hassan in Cairo stands the Café Tambourine run by Rocky Jordan. The Café Tambourine crowded with forgotten men alive with a babble of many languages. For this is Cairo where modern adventure and intrigue unfold against the backdrop of antiquity. Del Monte presents Rocky Jordan and this week's story Smokescreen. It was the other side of midnight, and I was beginning to think I'd spent one of those routine days I could forget. Uh, It just goes to show how wrong you can be. The customers and the help had gone, and I walked over to the front door to let a little air in before I locked up for the night. I got the air all right, but I also got something I wasn't counting on. Mrs. Jordan. Mrs. Jordan. She moved in out of the shadows like she'd been waiting there. She was inside like a magazine salesman. But she didn't look the part. She was small and dark, but all woman with eyes a little too big for her face. Monsieur Jordan, you do not remember me? Well, give me time. It'll come to me. I was a manicurist. Oh, I... sure, manicurist at Shepherd's. Oui. Uh, Adele, wasn't it? Adele Simano. Monsieur Jordan, I had to see you. And the light's better in the daytime. No, no, this had to be tonight. I'm asking you, please, to do something for me. It will not be difficult. Who ever heard that before? Well, I'd like to help Miss Simano, but it makes a long day. I will pay you if that concerns you so much. I ask no favors. Well? I can answer better if I know what it's about. Oh, thank you, Monsieur Jordan. Wait here but a moment. She moved out the door again and walked a few steps to a shadow near the corner. Then they were both coming back. The shadow was a man, much older and grayed. I wasn't sure about the pallor in his face, but the look in his eyes meant something. I'd seen fear before too many times. Monsieur Jordan, this is my father, André Simonot. Hello, Simonot. Monsieur Jordan, I... Must explain that what we ask is my daughter's wish. Please, Papa. It is settled. There is no other way. Maybe I'm the one to decide that. What's this all about, anyhow? It is little to ask, Mr. Jordan. We wish only that the Café Tambourine remain open for us tonight. That we be permitted to stay here. Oh, I get it. Big convention in town, huh? Hotels are all full. You do not understand. We also wish that you stay here with us to watch my father. He needs watching. I'm trying to tell you. You have only to witness my father's presence here. Oh, I expected something like that. Good night, Simono. The tambourine closed ten minutes ago. You will not help us. Look, I've been taken in in my day, but this isn't my day. You walk in here and tell me you want a witness for Papa. Why? Because somewhere in Cairo, something has happened or is going to happen. Either way, it won't be good. Because I'm supposed to pull the chestnuts out of the fire. Oh, no thanks. I burned too easy. I told you I'd pay you. The police work for free. But we can't go to the police. If you let me explain. Sure. I'll stop in for a manicure someday. You can tell me all about it. You see, Adele, I was right. And I thought you were the one person who would help. I was mistaken. Come, Papa. Uh, uh, Monsieur Jordan, I do not blame you. Our situation is hard to understand. Monsieur Jordan, your answer is still no. I don't have to spell it out, do I? Good night. 
me for a minute without another word. Something in her eyes made me wonder if I ought to change my mind. But I was too late. She turned and opened the door. That's when Simino stopped in his tracks. The cat. <gasps> the cat. Ade. Simino, get away from that door. Jordan, help me. Here, here let me. Ade. I have bad habits, Doctor. I open other people's mail and suitcases marked with the initials of Henry Baker. Hmm. All these $10 bills. They could have made Henry so many friends. He gave it to me. He gave it to me because I cured his fixation. They cure it with murder now? Let's go, Doctor. Grab a hat or something and let's go. That must be a patient, Mr. Clover. May I answer it? Yeah. I'll wait in your laboratory. Tell your patient you're busy. And doctor. Yes? Remember, nothing fancy. Just tell him to go away. I'm sorry, but Don't you can't... be sorry about anything. Just you can't me... come in here. Can't I? Can't I not? <laughs> See? I'm in all right. Now give me my brother's money. I don't have it. Give it to me. Give it to me or I'll beat you up just as I did that policeman. He wanted that money for himself like you do. Give it to me. It's in there. In that room, my laboratory. Good, good. Very good. I sold my truck farm... And took all the money and saved it and started to give it away. I said to him, George, why do you want to kill me? It's Henry. He's alive. Money. But I killed him. I killed him. Money. I'll kill him again. Everything I'll kill him over and over again. <laughs> I'll kill him. Baker, Baker. I'll kill, money, money. I'll kill you, Henry. I'll kill you, Henry. Makes me feel good to give it away to people. I'll kill you, Baker. I'll kill you. I need friends. I'll... That way, in this world, you'll be remembered. And what more could be a man ask? You should see their faces when I give it to them. Don't look like that, Danny. Happy. They look you so had to kill him. Happy. There was nothing else you could do. Right, it's important. Yeah. It's just... Okay, Doctor. Get your hat. So it was over, done. A little man had given away pieces of his heart in kindness until it was shattered finally by violence. And his murderer, his brother. Two bullets had fixed the mask of greed on his face. Michael Sinclair? She had the money all the time. She cried when we took it away from her. But it didn't do her any good. Not a bit of good. Broadway is sleeping now, and the furious avenue of the night is still. It stretches out in front of you without beginning, without end. Only the sleepwalkers are there, the handful whose lust for a dream or reality is never through, the seekers, the sodden, the huggers close of nothing. It's Broadway, the gaudiest, the most violent, the lonesomest mile in the world. Broadway, my beat. Broadway's My Beat stars Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover and is written by Morton Fine and David Friedkin. The musical score was composed by Alexander Courage and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. 
and the program is produced and directed by Elliot Lewis. The cast tonight included Charles Calvert, Jerry Hausner, Rolf Sedan, Byron Kane, Lou Merrill, and Joan Banks. A week to go, and Christmas and its problems of shopping and presents grow serious in the minds of most of us. For the lighter approach to Christmas, may we suggest you spend Sunday evening with Jack Benny, Amos and Andy, Red Skelton, Charlie McCarthy and Bergen, with Eve Arden and all the other famous CBS Sunday night entertainers. Now stay tuned for Sing It Again, which follows immediately on most of these same CBS stations. Joe Walter speaking. This is CBS, where you find Broadway is my beat every Saturday night, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Hoping you could help. Anything, anything, Mr. Jordan. All right, then, let's start with why Simino's name is coming off your window. Oh, that. He quit the business several days ago. He didn't tell you? No. Any special reason? Just decided he wanted out. I'm sure it has no connection. Well, maybe the cat can tell us more about that. The cat? That doesn't mean anything to you? Should it? I don't know. But we've got to find Simino. He seemed to know who did the shooting, and he's out for revenge. To kill or get killed. Yes, of course. Andre would think of revenge. That girl was his whole life. After the way she stuck by him through everything. Yeah, everything. September 39, Paris, you know. She still had faith in him, waited for him, to help him when he got out. September 39, Paris, uh, got out of where? Why, out of... Mr. Jordan. I thought you were a close friend of his. That's right. Obviously, you're not. And I have told you too much already. Now you can get out. Touchy subject, Mr. Constantine. I said get out, or I'll have you thrown out. A half hour later, I was at the Cairo Library going through the Paris newspapers for September 1939. And it paid off. The third paper I went through carried a story of a robbery conviction. Expert safe-cracking, defendant Andre Simonov. That made me think about something else Constantine had mentioned. The safe-cracking job at the Nile Investment Company just last night. Well, Sam could tell me more about that. I drove to the tambourine, parked out back, and started for my office door on the phone. I didn't quite make it. I did not enjoy waiting, Mr. George. Right there, my search was over. I hadn't found Simino, but I had found the cat. He looked like one, and he sounded like one. And he was very much alive. Observe me, Mr. Jordan. I'm looking at the gun. The same one that killed Adele? So you saw me at the window last night. Who were the shots for, Adele or her father? She was at the door at the wrong time. Yeah, so they were for Simino. And then he said many things, did he not? Only two words. The cat. <sighs> two words that mean death to you now. Why were you after him? Why was he marked for killing I talk no more. No more, Mr. Jordan. I felt nothing. It wasn't me, but the cat that slumped against the door. The sound of a lot of footsteps sent me whirling. In time to see a figure stuffing a gun in his pocket, dart out of the alley to the side street. Hey, stop! Come back! Come back here! I stood there looking after the fading car, and I knew I'd failed. There was nothing now but to call Sam and tell him who I'd seen running away from the killing. I was sure who it was. Adele's father, Andre Simino. Del Monte Foods is presenting tonight's adventure with Rocky Jordan. 
cheeseburgers, egg burgers, sun burgers. Seems like everybody's inventing new ways to serve hamburgers. But as far as lots of folks are concerned, there's just one way to make them all taste their best. And that's to serve them with rich, extra-lively Del Monte catsup. Mmm, now you're talking, Larry, and talking flavor. Yes, believe me, that Del Monte catsup has a special zip, a zesty kind of spiced tomato flavor that has just what it takes to put smacking good flavor into a hamburger or do justice to a steak. Well, let me tell you, I certainly make it a point to keep Del Monte catsup in my house... I just can't afford to be without the lift it gives the low-cost foods that I serve so often. You know, Larry, there really is something different about Del Monte catsup. You bet there is. You see, Del Monte catsup is the only catsup made with pineapple vinegar. And pineapple vinegar is a super-fine, sparkling vinegar that coaxes out an extra measure of real, deep-down flavor from those plump, vine-ripened tomatoes Del Monte uses. Yet, for all its goodness, Del Monte catsup actually costs less than many other quality brands. Now, there's value for you. So make yours Del Monte catsup next time. You'll say you never enjoyed catsup so much. Now we take you back to Cairo and tonight's Rocky Jordan story, Smokescreen. All I'd wanted was to find Andre Simino and keep him out of trouble. But I didn't make it. And it looked like he'd paid the cat in full for Adele's death. So my job was still to call Sam Sabaya and tell him to pick up Simino. Not for safe-cracking now, but for murder. I got my office door open, stepped over the cat's lifeless form, sprawled half inside and half out, and reached for the phone. Just then, the door for my cafe opened. There stood Constantine's red-headed secretary. Forget about the lunch, Rocky. Not in here, Doris, not now. Oh, you mean we're not quite alone? Just wait for me in the cafe, huh? You shouldn't have done it, Rocky. It was Simino's job. That's why I wanted to find him. Poor fellow. And dressed so nice. Don't touch him, Doris. What's the matter with you? Keep away. Very well, Rocky. Then you will find it for me. Well, everybody carries a gun. Search him quickly. Go through his pockets. Sure. For anything in particular? Only the key to his fiat, nothing more. Get it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is this what you want? Toss it over here on the floor. Thank you, Rocky. But don't try to follow me. You wouldn't like it. You wouldn't like it at all. She ducked out the open door, and I was on the phone dialing Sabaya. I got a quick answer, told him to get over to the tambourine on the double, and hung up. Then I ran to my car, spun out of the alley, and up to the main drag. I was in time. The little Fiat was speeding down the hill three blocks away. After a while, the car pulled up at a deserted spot near the river docks. She was outside opening the car trunk. She found nothing but kept hunting. Under the car seat, under the floorboards, under the hood. But still no luck. Finally, she gave it up in disgust, left the Fiat, and started walking toward the Nile Drive. When I saw her flag down a taxi, I turned to get back to my car. And bumped right into a big, shiny badge. You will come with me, Mr. Jordan. In my car. Oh, Greco, you're just in time. Get after that taxi. There's a girl in it that can tell you plenty. You feeble attempt the delay avails you nothing. The Captain Sabaya wishes to see you. Uh, he can wait. Enough, Mr. Jordan. The Captain Sabaya is most annoyed by your manner of hanging up the phone without explanations. Ah, it is an order. Uh, all right, Greco, let's go. 
And so there is violence and still more violence, Jordan, and always at your very door. All right, Sam, you got the cat now. That's who you wanted. You are telling me that the man murdered at your alley door is the cat? Of course he is. He admitted killing Adele last night. And who killed him, Jordan? I wasn't looking. Indeed. Of course it was him, you know. We will most certainly find him now. Sure, you'll find him. A man sees his daughter cut down right in front of him. He can do nothing but square it, and then you get real busy. Jordan, do not forget, retribution is a concern only for their... All life. right, Sam. What would you have done? What could any man do? My feelings are not important. Uh, well, what do you know about the cat? Very little, except this bullet which we have found in him. Uh, 32, huh? Now, Jordan, why were you not at your cafe when I arrived? I was tailing somebody else you'll want, Sam. A red-headed secretary named Doris. She works for Simono's old partner at the Bulak Shipping Company. What has she to do with this? Well, ask her. I'd have brought her in, only that's when our good friend Greco showed up. Greco did only as he was ordered. Yeah, sure. Look, Sam, Simono was once in prison for safe-cracking. Could that connect up with the big job at the Nile Investment Company last night? Perhaps Simono himself will clear that up. When we find him. All right, Sam, have your fun. Sam didn't stop me, and I went out. Pretty soon, Simono would be found, and that would be that. I tried to walk it off, but things wouldn't sit right. A lot of things. One was a redhead named Doris. I had to get her story. It was late evening when I got to the Bulak Shipping Company. The place was already closed. I'd just taken a hold of the doorknob when it happened. Shots were from inside the building. I twisted the knob without thinking, and the door came open. The outer room was empty, so I went on into the office. The first thing I saw was what had been Jay Constantine lying on the floor and slumped down in a nearby chair, gun still in his hand, was Andre Simino. Simino. Uh, Simino, what's the matter with you? Snap out of it. Uh, uh, oh, Monsieur Jordan, when did you come? Too late. What do you mean? I, I cannot seem to remember. Something happened. Take a look at Constantine. That'll help. Hmm? Then I did kill him, as I came to do. Listen to me. Tell me why they were after you. Uh, it does not matter now, monsieur. Constantine was your partner. What else? Yes, we were partners, but not here. And then what then? Robbery? Safe cracking? Yes. I had great skill with locks and nitroglycerin. Constantine did the planning, but finally I was caught in the act, convicted and sent to prison. Uh, you do the work and take the rap. When I got out of prison, it was my daughter who convinced me that I must not return to crime. And Constantine also seemed kind. He invited me to join him as a partner here in the shipping business. It was my chance to live a decent life. Only what happened? Constantine have other ideas? Yes, he suddenly announced to me that all plans had been made. I was to carry out his orders. A safe-cracking job at the Nile Investment Company last night? Big hall of negotiable securities? Yes, then, you know. Constantine was commanding. I did not know what to do. Again, my daughter Adele convinced me I must not do it. I called Constantine by telephone and tell him that. Oh, he was in great fury and said that if I would not do it, he would do it himself and leave evidence that I had been there. Yeah, and that's when you and Adele came running to my cafe. But only to ask you to witness that I do not have a part in the robbery. But Constantine had to get rid of you then. You knew too much. That is why he sent the cat. Not to kill my daughter, monsieur. Me. To kill me. 
I only wish it had happened so. You know what I have to do now? The police have got to know. It does not matter now, monsieur. First, you better hand me that gun. Take it quickly and call the police. Hey, wait a minute. Hmm? This the one you used? Why, why yes, of course. He's not Constantine dead? No. There's no cordite smell in the gun and none of the shells have been fired. But, monsieur... Besides, this is a thirty-eight. The bullet found on the cat was a thirty-two. How could that be? I, I went to kill him. You saw me. I do not remember, but uh, how could it be otherwise? I got a good idea, Simino. But right now, you're getting out of here. Hold up at the nearest hotel and stay there. I watched him as he went out and closed the door behind him. I held up a second, then I heard footsteps in the warehouse behind the office. A moment later, the door opened, and it was exactly who I expected. Rocky. Ah, you work nights around here too, Doris? No, I just got here. What are you doing here? I'll show you. Have a look, Doris. I see. It's Constantine. You don't seem very surprised. Oh, it's, it's just that... I don't know how I feel. Simono did it, of course. Sure. Who else? What do you mean by that, Rocky? Now, why did you come here tonight? I just came back to get a few things I'd forgotten. Same things you were after at my cafe when you grabbed the car key off the cat? The same things you were scratching for in the little car but didn't find? A stack of negotiable securities that Constantine hijacked from a safe at the Nile Investment Company? You know a great deal, don't you, Rocky? Not as much as you do, Doris. Come on, let's have it. Rocky, I worked for Constantine. I did only what he told me. I had to. What'd he tell you? Only that he'd given the securities to the cat to hide. He didn't trust the cat. I was sent to watch him. When I found him dead at your cafe, I had to get the securities. I, I was afraid. Sure, you were real scared, weren't you? Tell me something. Where'd you meet up with a guy like Constantine? One meets up with many people on the continent, Rocky. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I knew you'd believe me. I knew you would, Rocky. Yes, it's black smudge on your sleeve. Right. Mascara, I guess. It doesn't matter. No, not mascara. But we know what it is, don't we? I don't even know what you're talking about. Well, come on. Let's find out. I kept hold of her wrists and dragged her through the warehouse, out the back door, into an enclosed lot. And there it was, a big incinerator. We went to it. She stood there silently as I opened the metal door and reached inside. First thing my hand touched was what I wanted. Bulky envelopes. A lot of them. You don't have to open them, Rocky. The securities are all there. You are in a big hurry to hide them, weren't you? The soot on your sleeve shows that. Does that make you feel very proud of yourself? You couldn't have carried that smudge very long without noticing. Now, what happened? You heard me coming in the door. You hit him quick, figuring to come back and get him after I was gone. Did I leave out anything? Just one thing. Yeah? That I have a gun. Where? Rocky, no! Can't do it twice, Doris. No! Rocky, give it to me. Yeah, the answer's too much. Yeah, 32, like the slug found in a cat. I figure the same will be found in Constantine. Sure, two shots gone. Rocky, listen to me. It looked easy, didn't it? All you had to do was get the cat and Constantine out of the way, and the securities were all yours. You knew Andre Simino, half crazed with grief, was after them both. So you stayed with him. Only you fired the shots, not he. But he didn't even realize that he was to take all the blame. Rocky, Rocky, listen. They're gone, both of them. I... We have securities now, you and I. No one has to know. Yeah, that's possible. We could keep that lunch date. We could keep a lot of them. Not for enough alone. Mm. You want to contribute it to me, too, Gino? Ah, memories, Danny. Memories. 
the Roaring Twenties, and the weekly supplement articles on the doings of a Barbara and a Billy. Bathtubs filled with champagne, drunks hanging by the heels from penthouses, wine and satin slippers, the wail of soprano saxophones. You said Barbara and Billy, the same Barbara? I was going to make a point to go to the main branch public library, Danny, to research if the same Barbara, also if the same Mrs. Billy Scott. I remember the article, Barbara and Billy in large red letters, a high-heeled foot peeking out from a bathtub. On my youth, it made such an impression. Anything else? <clears throat> Anything else is a list of three names, former tenants in the lower apartment of the house of Mrs. Barbara Hunt. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Purdy, a Mr. Ralph Madison, a Jeffrey Sinclair. List obtained by Mugovan from the real estate... Mugovan obtained their present addresses, too? No slop shot. He, Danny, here with they are. Thanks. Uh, squad card, you know. Ordered and waiting. Isn't it funny how I remembered all that, eh, Danny? Yes? Is this the Purdy residence? I'm Mrs. Purdy. What is it? I'm from the police. Yes? Well, is the trumpet supposed to blow? What? It's about Barbara Hunt. You won't mind if I don't invite you in, do you? This is five minutes of sun I didn't expect to get. Let me get some of it, will you? Boy, man, oh, man. Boy. Let me know when you've got enough of it. Never get enough of that stuff. Just say when. Barbara Hunt, huh? That's right. Out of her mind. Oh? I lived downstairs from her, didn't I? I ought to know. Well, tell me about it. Vo dodio do. What? She thought it was still current. Vododio do and boop boop a do. When I lived under, that's all I got. By Rudy Valley yet. One night. Well. Well, what? Well, she's dead now, you know. You really think I should? Yes, I think you should. Well. Most nights it was quiet because Barbara didn't really live there all the time. Just maybe a few nights, a month or so. Did you know that? Just tell me about the night you oh, were... Oh, sure, sure. You never heard such noise in all your life. Music, loud, bang, racket, woo-woo, loud, you know. Go on. So I went upstairs and knocked on her door to protest. Wouldn't you? Sure you would, if you knew how loud. Sure I would. She opened the door, and there she was. Huh? There she was. Hair up in bangs with ribbon, flapper-type dress, rolled-down hose, and lips painted in a bow. Looked about 20 years old. Then what happened? She was alone. Invited me and made me go down and get my husband. I did. Then we both told her, quiet, shh, no noise, hush, not so loud, quiet. <laughs> she was too loaded to pay any attention. Grabbed my husband. Oh? For a Charleston. Sidney surprised. Indeed he did. Did the thing with the palms crossed over the knees like this. Mrs. Purdy. Only real good. I had to drag him out of there. Then I went back. Go on. Called her husband. Come get your drunken wife, I told him by phone. He told me to leave his wife alone, let her enjoy herself, and I don't like it, break the lease and move. Which I did. Well, here we are. And not having anything else at all to ask of Mrs. Purdy, leave her. And before the entrance into the squad car, turn briefly and steal one last glance. Mrs. Purdy, arms outstretched and upward, appreciating the day, making him to the sun leave. Cross town now to Riverside Drive and up. 
Second name on list of Mrs. Hunt's former tenants, Mr. Harvey Madison and his address, and be told by a young lady in gingham and mint julep that Harvey is to the tennis matches, and didn't I think that was crazy, uh, mean too. And no, sir, she didn't even know Harvey when he lived at that other place, so she couldn't give any information at all. Rocky Jordan, written by Gomer Cool and Larry Roman, stars Jack Moyles in the title role with Jay Novello as Sam Zabaya. This program is produced and directed by Cliff Howell, with original music composed and conducted by Richard Arunt. Remember, you have a date next week at the Cafe Tambourine, run by Rocky Jordan. Same time, same station. And the story is The Loomis Affair. Bring all the delicious flavor of tropical fruit to your table. Serve Del Monte Pineapple. Yes, as a refreshing dessert or as a perfect salad with the main course, you'll really enjoy the luscious tropic flavor of Del Monte Pineapple. Larry Thor speaking. Rocky Jordan is presented over CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.